Hey. Breezy. Moe's knows. Season 3. Peachy. It's about that time. Everybody turn your TVs on. The Moe's knows. Peachy, Breezy, and Fed of God. They keep it nitty gritty when they bring you nine at all. We two gorilla silver back. Nah, silver. You know it's busting good discussion because we get it in. Every time, you know we grinding. I was 8 to 10. We always play to win. The faithful going hard. It's Wayne, Breezy, Peachy, Moe's knows, and Fed of God. Let's get it. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. We outline players up and show. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Line is tall. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Hey guys, it's your girl Peachy holding it down for Breezy. He is in the air on his way back to Connecticut. Um, thank you guys for being here. Before we get started with the show, let's go through some formalities. We haven't been through these in, in just a little while, so let's run through these real quick. First of all, if you'll like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube at www.youtube.com backslash Wayne Breezy. Again, that's youtube.com backslash Wayne Breezy. If you have not uh, subscribed, please do so and let everyone know um, where you can find the best 49er talk. Uh, that would be much appreciated. Also follow and subscribe on Twitch www.twitch.tv backslash Wayne Breezy. That's where he does his Madden challenges and everything that he's got going on there as well. Um, follow on Twitter and Instagram at NGN Talk. Follow and subscribe and join on Facebook where Miss Deb holds us down at Nitty Gritty Niners on Facebook where we have the, the um, score predictions at um, and where we have all of our information concerning our 49ers. And also join the Discord the link is found in our description. You can email us at nittygrittyniners at gmail.com for any suggestions, any comments, any pictures, anything that you want to send to us. Just hit us right there. And um, anytime that you guys want, shop at, um, and you can get the latest uh, merch that we have at www.nittygrittynineshop.com. Well, such as this lovely purple t-shirt that I am wearing right here. You can find that there. Um, women, you can find those there. We have stuff for guys and girls. And any of Breezy's uh, latest designs or anything or graphic um, t-shirts he has there. Also, there's masks. There's um, cup holders. There's all kinds of, of things that you can find out there on there as well. We are sponsored by residency so you can shop at www.residency.com use the promo code sf breezy so if you go out there and buy your cool hats or your cool merch for residency be sure that you use the promo code sf breezy to do show do, to do so also if you um also at lids we have a promotion that's 20 percent off of mitchell and ness out there as well at lids. So it looks like that's the formalities that we got here. If Mike and Moe's are ready to come in. <laughs> I'm here. What's yeah. Up? What's up, man? Yeah. 
What's going on? What is up? I was just explaining to them that Breezy is in the air trying to get back to Connecticut. He's been trying yeah. for the longest time. His plane had some engine trouble. Ooh. And finally, he couldn't get on that plane. So they moved into another plane. And just a bunch of craziness. And to me, God has a way of working things out. Because I don't know if I want to be on that crazy plane with all the stuff no. they had going on in the first place. Nope. So, you better find me another one. Right. And find me another plane. So he's definitely on another plane. Of that. So I swear. Are y'all... Moe, you got the game on in the background? Uh, It's not the... I mean, I'm on ESPN, so the highlights is running. They... Bro, I swear I just saw Nick in a Seahawks shirt booing Russell Wilson. <laughs> what? I swear, it looked just like Nick. I wish I had DVR so I could rewind it. <laughs> oh, my God. I swear it was Nick, yo. But, what? yeah, I was talking to Wayne. He was talking about, you know, the, the, the flights. I mean, yeah. uh, talking to Wayne. Yeah, the flights and all that stuff, getting all messed up and moving around and everything. He, I, he said he thought he was going to be landing around 8. But, mm -hmm. you know, that's just landing. Now you got to wait to get off the plane. Yeah. You got to grab your bag and everything. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's rough, man. But, you know, I'm I'm, I'm happy we're here. I think we're going to have some fun on the show. But my kids got all my stuff messed up, man. Sideways. <laughs> Damn kids, man. It's okay. It's all right. We're here. How y'all doing, man? How y'all doing tonight? Yeah. Um, I actually did not have that bad of a crazy Monday. Usually I have a pretty manic Monday. Uh, Monday was, was pretty smooth. I guess Breezy took the place of that. <laughs> He's the one that had the manic Monday today instead. But what sucks is like I told Breezy, I said, you know, first of all, you, you go to Chicago, you have to go through all this torrential rain, you and Mo's, you go through all this stuff in there with all this crazy rain it's raining sideways, up and down, all kinds of different ways. I saw all the videos that they put on Twitter where rain was just like all over the place and coming down. And then we lose. And then Breezy, you know, can't even get home to his family. <laughs> Nothing because he's stuck because of the plane, you know, malfunctioning and the engine and all that stuff. So it's that's just sucks. It really does suck really bad. But we are sending our thoughts and prayers to Breezy that he does make it home completely safely all the way back to Ricky and Rome and um, that everything will be okay. And we will hold it down for him because that's what family does. So we, we got you, man. We got you. Absolutely. <laughs> How was your day, Moles? It was cool, man. I, I, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> uh, rain on breezy parade but uh my flight was smooth i guess it's <laughs> it an earlier flight you know i had to i had to be up by four um to get at the airport early but mm -hmm. we boarded at 5 55 plane took off at 6 30 no issues smooth flight landed in back in philly about 9 30 uh my wife came and picked me and patrick willis up from the airport um so i got to see you know, the missus, uh, she had the baby with her and then my five-year-old. So they were happy to see daddy. Oh. Uh, so that was, I mean, that was it. Came home, just relaxed and chilled. Nice. Talked to my wife about the trip. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, um, when you flew on American, they would give kids wings. Mm 
So I asked one of the stewardess, I was like, I got some little ones at home. Do you have any wings that I could have? She was like, sure, I got a bunch of them. So she gave me some wings. So I gave Montana her little set of wings. And like I said, told her she's a part of the flight crew. So she was like all excited about that. What you got, my like chicken wings? What I, I don't know what you're talking about. What you mean? No, by the wings? little flight wings. The so little... American Airlines, they're like the stewardess wear like it's like an eagle and wings. Oh, I gotta look up their logo. I thought American Airlines had like a red and blue. A little, a little pin. Oh, yeah, they 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 yeah. wear they wear a pin mm-hmm. and it's basically like wings. Yeah. To like mimic the the wings that's on the airplane or whatever. That's cool. So when I was a kid, they used to give those out all the time. Like I've I've traveled to Hawaii and a bunch of other places. And when we flew American, they would give kids wings. So I asked the stewardess if she had some. So she gave me some. And it's like a little pin. You could put it on your shirt. You can clip it to a book bag or anything like that. So, yeah, she gave me two of those. I was able to get that to my daughter and like kind of keep that tradition going. So that was pretty cool. So my Mondays was was straight, you know, uh, trying to get my voice back from yelling at the game. So if I sound a little raspy, that's because yeah, my voice ain't back 100 percent. But, uh, yeah, my Monday was was pretty straight. What about you, that's Mike? Dope. That's dope. No, I, I just looked up the wings. So it's like the little pins Miss Debbie be putting in her hat. Mm-hmm. Right. 49 things. That's, that's right, pretty right. dope. I never, I, I never knew that. Now I'm trying to think of the flights I took my son on. We got robbed with some clips, man. <laughs> I should have been asking. I'd have been in there like, yo, y'all got barbecue or ranch for these wings? Like, I'd have been in there asking for the wrong No, my, my Monday was actually pretty good. Uh, I saw a lot of negativity online. I was I was uh-huh. loading the clip ready to fire off some positivity. So I figured, you know what? I'm going to shut up. I'm going to save it for the show. I knew I was coming on here tonight. So yeah. I wasn't going to let everything uh, out the clip. Uh, I, I will say this, though. I'm happy to see Bears fans in the chat. Yes. Right, I know they're going to be bothering some people and everything. They have mm-hmm. every right to. They won that game, and yeah. this is what happened. We talk all this smack. Yeah, when we when we up and when we win and everything and lead mm-hmm. into the game, how we the favorite? There's no chance to be. Now yeah. we got to eat this. We 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 got to take this now. So I'm happy to see the Bears fans in the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not happy to see those in there saying if we had Jimmy, we would have won. That that's I'm sure we'll get into that kind of stuff later on. But oh yeah, we definitely uh, will. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy, man. I had a great day. Uh, I've been loading up. Like I said, I got a lot of positivity to spread, so um, I'm just ready to talk 49ers, you know. You know? And uh, by the way, simultaneously watch the Seahawks get waxed on national TV. I that that is what I'm waiting for. This is the one, like I said, whether they win or lose, it don't matter because all the other teams in the, in the division lost. So we already control our own fate starting next week. That's what I like to see. That's what I was hoping mm-hmm. for. So the outcome of this game does not matter. They can win if they want to. They can right. win if they can, right? But we go ahead and handle business next week. We right back there tied at the top. So I'm yeah. ready, man. I'm ready. Yeah. So um, let's get into a little bit of news. Um, per Matt Mayoko, Kyle Shanahan said that George Kittle thought that he might have been able to have played against the Bears yesterday. That's why he made the trip. I guess people were asking, like, why he was there. And um, he said, um, as for the possibility of Kittle returning against Seattle, um, Shanahan said, I hope he's ready to go practice Wednesday, but we're not sure yet. So do you guys have any comments on that yet about that, about Kittle's availability for week two? Do you believe that he is going to play? Do you believe that this is just Kyle being Kyle? And 
Yeah, I don't think he wants to let the cat out of the bag too early right. about what the status of what George, uh, if George is going to play or not. Um, I think Kittle had every intention on playing um, in Chicago, and I think had the had the weather forecast been different, maybe it would have been a different outcome. But knowing how that field was pregame, um, knowing you know those weather conditions and seeing some of the injuries that we had. Um, especially with the, the a groin injury in particular um, and how we use George both in the run game and the passing game, I wouldn't have risked, you know, him being injured longer on that field. Um, so, you know, all, all intentions were he was going to play once they figured out the forecast and saw that it, it wouldn't be a solid field, knowing all the issues that we've had in previous years at Soldier Field and, and that, you know, particular turf that they have. Um, best case scenario, keep him out, let him rest up another week um, and let him be ready to go at home. So um, I think we're keeping it under wraps just to make sure that, you know, Georgia is, is a hundred percent or as close to it as possible. Um, you know, we'll probably hear more about it later on in the week. Okay. So there's two more things that I have on the news. Um, if you guys have more things, please just, you know, um, intervene and that's fine. But um I'm I'm going out of order because the last thing that I have for the news, I would I think, like. I think I think Mike wanted to say something about. Kittle. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to call BS on all this whole Kittle thing. I don't oh, think he, okay. I don't think Kittle was going to play last week. I don't think Kittle's playing this week. You know, I I understand okay. they saying, oh, he was there because you know we thought he was going to be able to play. That's not true. We knew Raheem Mostert was done for the season. He was at games away and home when he was with the Niners, right? Kittle's there because he's a leader. He's a respected member in the locker room. That's why he traveled to this game. I don't think Kittle's going to play this game. I think this is politicking. Just like they wouldn't tell us all week long, even though he didn't practice, that he wasn't going to play in this game. Game time decision, they kept saying. Keep the, right. keep the opposing team on their toes. I think they're doing the same thing here. That's all I want to say. That's okay. all. I don't, I don't think he's going to play this week. I, I, don't, okay. I know for a fact he wasn't going to play on Sunday. Like Even if he was feeling almost good enough to play mm -hmm. those field conditions like mo said they were never going to let him step foot out there he's too important to the long-term plan of the team they weren't going to let him play but this sunday i also don't think that he's going to play out there either okay i got you so then um so dallas cowboys if if anyone hasn't heard has lost their quarterback for six to eight weeks Dak prescott and of course that starts up the Jimmy Garoppolo trade rumors. So Kyle Shanahan was asked about that. And per Nick Wagner, this is what Kyle's response was. We'll listen to anybody on anything that never changes for any player or coach. Um, um, 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan on potential trade of quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo to Dallas. I, I don't know why he needs to keep reiterating it. And I, of course, he's going to keep reiterating it mm -hmm. because, you know, some folks in, you know, the media circuit, they're going to keep asking him questions about it. Um, you know, I, I'm glad that his stance doesn't change and is not going to change that, you know, we're open to listen, you know, about anybody on this team, if it's going to make the organization better as a whole. So, um, if Dallas, you know, wants to salvage their season and doesn't want to start off 0-6 or 0-8 and, and they're not, you know, willing to put their trust and their faith into Cooper Rush, then, you know, the onus is on them to pick up the phone and make the call. 
You know, I, I wouldn't be John Lynch calling like, hey, you guys want Jimmy Garoppolo now? No, if, if you want him, you pick up the phone, you make the call and you make an offer. And if, you know, it's it's something that'll even get us talking, we'll talk. But um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be desperate if I was the 49ers to move off of him. You already, you know, renegotiated his contract. You got his numbers down. Um, you have a solid backup plan in the event that something happens to Trey Lance. There is no reason for us to push this to be desperate to, you know, pick up the phone and call them. If they really want them, call us, make an offer, and we'll see if we can talk. If not, we'll tell you your offer is trash and hang up the phone and tell you to come with something better. So um, I think we're we're in a good position, and, and, you know, it's up to Dallas to make a move if they want to or not. No, um, like, like Mo said, like, I don't know why Kyle has to keep saying the same thing. But my man, three seasons ago, Kyle said they'll trade me if the offer is right. Like, that that tells y'all everything you need to know, but it's 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 the way that our media keeps asking the same questions. It's almost like like guys, like I, I'm answering this question because you keep asking me. It's gonna take Kyle. There was there was a question that they kept asking him last year. I don't remember what it was. It might have been when will we see Trey Lance? As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, yeah. uh, and he was like, "Look, you know what? I'm just not answering anymore." They, there was a question that they kept asking him, and he finally got upset and was like, "Yo, bro, I'm just I'm just not answering this question anymore." It's going to take him to say something like that about this situation. Like, bro, we didn't want him here this year. We didn't plan on him being here this year. We thought he was going to be gone this year. We didn't think it was possible for him to want to restructure, to stay as a backup. He is not a part of our plans. This is Trey Lance's team, but they keep asking him over and over and over. So eventually he's just going to be like, yo, guys, like, whatever. Write, write whatever story y'all, y'all, y'all want to write. We really, really want Jimmy Garoppolo here. In fact, we're afraid of Trey Lance being the starter, but we're going to keep starting him anyway every week. Like, write, write whatever y'all want to write. Like, he's there's nothing else he can say if our beat writers and the people who cover this team continue to ask these questions. Other than him being rude, he went like, and then they're going to say, oh, Kyle's a prick. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be, oh, he's mean. He's nasty with the media and all that. No, he's just tired of answering the same question over and over. So, you know, it, it's going to be what it is. Okay. So then um, the last piece of news that I have is actually from our very own Wayne Breezy, who reported that 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell is expected to miss two months due to the MCL injury that he sustained against the Bears per Adam Schefter. I want Elijah Mitchell to stay healthy because the way he started that game – he looks so explosive, even in those weather conditions. And he, he he looked like the Elijah Mitchell that we saw last year. Really unfortunate, um, the hit that he took. Um, I, I, I think I got this from Mike. Um, you know, some of the things that he talks about over on um, NBN. I don't want to label him injury prone. I just think so far he's just had an unfortunate set of injuries um, just based on, you know, how he's gotten tackled and how uh, people have chose to bring him down. Um, but um, it, it's really unfortunate the Seattle scored. It's really unfortunate that um, – because I, I, I re-saw the play. Shout out to um, Smitty from the Fantasy Football Show. Um, he kind of got it and froze it. And the, the way that he took that hit on that knee and you see the knee buckle – Mm-hmm. Um, that, that it, it didn't look good. So thankfully, um, it's not more severe than a, a MCL sprain. And thankfully it's just a sprain and not 
a complete MCL tear, but um, having him gone for September and October and not not allowing him to build momentum and rhythm, you know, with this offensive line, it's going to be tough. Um, But it's going to call on Kyle to figure out a way to to manufacture some some positive yards in the running game. He's going to have to lean on some young guys. Um, You know, we, we started with five backs. We waived Sermon. And now we're down to three. So we can't go back and get Sermon. It's not like we can go back and get Jamichael Hasty. Uh, now we have to figure out, you know, is there another running back out there that we want to sign and bring into the fold just in case? Uh, because we know Wilson has had some injuries. Uh, you know, TDP was a healthy scratch. So now he's going to be called up. Uh, we need to see these guys in and out, and we need to see – um, Kyle manufactured some stuff, you know, with the run offense. It's great to see Debo back there and Debo's kind of back to doing, you know, some of the same things that he was doing last year. Uh, but, you know, I want to see it from our running backs. Um, I want to see you use, you know, Jordan Mason. You you took a chance on this kid and, and, and kept him on the 53-man roster. Let him play. He didn't get any carries against Chicago. And I, I know you're worried about ball control and turnovers and, you know, all of that type of situation in, in that particular game against the Bears with that weather, weather condition. But, you know, how do you know if, if he's going to have those issues if you don't give him a chance? Listen, you kept giving Debo the ball and he fumbled in the red zone. So to not give Jordan Mason any snaps that game, to me, it didn't make sense. So, you know, the onus is really going to be put on Kyle to really try to manufacture some stuff in his run game um, with his top back down. <clears throat> Kyle actually, yeah, Kyle actually uh, spoke about why Mason didn't get any carries, and he said basically by the time Elijah Mitchell was out of the game, he was like, "Oh, I must somebody must have scored on me or something." I don't know what that is, <laughs> but uh, he said by the time um, uh, Mitchell was out the game, he was like, "Mosley, I mean Mosley, damn it, Wilson and Mason were my t- my guys, and Mason would have gone in as soon as Wilson was winded." You're like, but we didn't have the ball anymore. We didn't, we didn't sustain any drives for him to get, in, uh, you know, winded and need and need reprieve. So it wasn't that he wasn't trying to put Mason in in this game. He would have used him, but we weren't sustaining drives. We were off the field before Wilson got tired. Um, I know a lot of people are wondering, are we going to sign another quarterback? I mean, running back and things mm-hmm. like that. I hope we don't. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I am looking for the homegrown talent to flourish. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's what I want to see. I want to see the TDPs. I want to see the Jordan Maces. I would have loved to see Trey Sermon. You know, this is a great time for these young guys that you invested your time, energy, training in to step up to the plate. You know what I mean? No more, like I'm I'm over the the veteran, same way I feel about the center position, right? I want a young dude in there right now. I want Trey to grow with somebody, like how Jeff Saturday and 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 eat and Peyton Manning grew together. You know what I'm saying? Undrafted Jeff Saturday with the Ravens gets cut. They get the rookie over there in Peyton Manning in in Indianapolis, and then they bring Jeff Saturday in, and him and Peyton grow up like this, right? Now both of them have Hall of Fame careers. Let let, let them grow together. I'm tired of seeing the the veteran. Damn, what is up with Seattle? Like, do they know they're supposed to lose this game? They they (laughs) apparently do not. (laughs) Apparently they do not. Oh, my God. They came out on fire right now. Yeah, man. Like even on special teams, like what has happened? Um, yeah. But and then to the to the Mitchell injury point, uh, 
it is unfortunate, you know what I mean? But here's what I'm happy about. It's not serious uh, in, in, in the sense that it's season ending. And we're in a position now where we're not forcing him to play. <laughs> I saw your face. What was that, man? Like <laughs> a, a, a drop, a wide open drop pass on Russell's oh, first man. drop back. He's not getting the ball the rest of the game. Oh, my God. This is a right, yeah, but it's a nine or so. We talking about Russell Wilson. God damn it. Well, no, because we cheering for him, right? Now. I'm happy to be able to cheer for Russell Wilson. You know what I mean? And we want to watch this game on both sides of the ball because we got to play these boys in a couple right. of weeks. Right. So <laughs> exactly. Um, but to the, to the Mitchell injury itself, to the Mitchell injury itself, right? It's unfortunate that he's injured, obviously. But I'm happy that it's not severe and it's early enough where he can come back and still be a major contributor. Plus, Right here's the big plus to me: the team isn't in a position to ask him to play hurt like they were last year. They they talked about how he played with the rib injuries and all that stuff last year, and he was going through it. You know, like I'm happy that this is we're in a position now where we got three other guys ready and willing. You know, these guys are are like horses, uh, buck Broncos in the stable. Like we ready to lift the gates and let these guys come running out. They want to prove something. And they want to get out there in a game where the field doesn't move every step they take. You know what I'm saying? So uh, right. I like that. And then I have the tongs because <laughs> I'm adjusting I'm adjusting the coals on my hookah so I can start smoking. That's why I haven't uh. been smoking yet. So it's, 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 just, it's just temporary. At first, I thought it was scissors. I was like, is he about to cut his dreads on live? <laughs> I thought, is he about to trim the dreads? I'm, I'm not that hurt from this game, bro. That's that. <laughs> How Stella got a groove back. She just hacked everything. Nah, I'm not, I can't do that, man. Dude, you know, Mike, I was thinking about something. Um, When we were watching the game yesterday, you know, all the problems that we were having, you know, with having to go back in, in and out and everything. I felt like that was such bad juju because we were having to do that, you know, because they could get, get like all the violations and, and it kept getting reported and everything. Like, I just felt like that. Like, it was just bad, bad juju because we kept doing that. I really yeah, did. It was, it, it was it was like a bad day overall. It was hard. Yes. To get in a it was hard to get into a groove of watching the actual game. You know, yeah. like it was just so much stuff happening. But you felt like you know what this ain't this ain't this one ain't for us. Right. That's, that's what right. it felt like after a while. Mm -hmm. You know, and even oh, he brought that one in. Bet caught that one though. Did you see that one, Moe? <laughs> Yeah, no, I I was surprised. That's that's his third target. So yeah. right after the one that he dropped, Russell went right back to him for a big right. gain, and then he just caught that one. But See, but that up? that's that's Russell's leadership. You drop I'm, one, I'm, we'll get the jitters out real quick. Right, we'll come back to you and build that confidence. Right now, you make a phenomenal catch. You know what I mean? But what's up with the other tight end, Opal Tukunwinkunu? Uh, Ibanon? Him. I mean, I I thought he was supposed to be number one, but. Uh, apparently he must have issues with route running or something like that because yeah. this guy Beck is, is looks like he's taking over as a number one. So we'll have to see. Yeah, but overall, I am I am. The, if there's a silver lining in this in this Elijah Mitchell injury is that it's early and we're not going to ask him to play while injured. We have enough time to let him heal up and come back healthy. And this is all you know. This this goes back to just think about this for a second, right? Think about how the Niners how much stronger they're going to be in just a matter of four or five weeks. Right, you have Jason Verrett that's going to be coming off of IR. Mm -hmm. You have Jimmy Ward who's going to be coming off of IR. Mm -hmm. You're going to have Elijah Mitchell returning 
off of IR. Like this team is going to not only be rejuvenated, we're going to be hitting our stride offensively. The offensive line is going to be gelling and meshing. We're yeah. going to be getting some reserves in that are really coming in to contribute. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Like that's, yeah, that's a positive. That's a major, major positive for this team. So, you know, like I, I look at it, that's the way I'm, that's the way I'm choosing to look at things right now. I know everyone is down and out in the dumps because we had a hard loss, but you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I, um, I think what, what um, annoyed me the most, uh, Mike, when you was talking about all the negativity on social media, one of, of the things that annoyed me and I think I had put it on there. I wonder how Burrow and Rogers and um, I think I missed one. Try and remember the other quarterback that had a bat and car. I wonder how they felt waking up this morning. I mean, our quarterback literally threw one INT in a torrential downpour, basically like um, a monsoon, had a couple of bad throws. And I'm really trying to figure out, like, Joe Burrow had four INTs and a pick six. <laughs> and he was just in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and and uh, Aaron Rodgers had a horrible game yesterday. And Derek Carr threw, what, two back-to-back INTs or something that somebody said or something? I mean, so everybody that's sitting up here saying that we just need to shelve Lance because he absolutely is a bust. He doesn't know how to play football. Because he threw one INT in a horrific downpour of rain. Here's here's it's my ridiculous. thing about that. Here's my thing about that interception. Um, and I was talking about this with my uh, my cousin, um, who I was staying at his house in Chicago. Shout out to uh, Sid Brown. You've seen him in the chat a few times. Um, and uh, Joe. Um, in his in his post game press conference, they asked Kyle about that interception. I think personally, Kyle's response to Trey's interception was him taking responsibility without taking responsibility because they asked him you know, like uh, about the interception about you know Trey throwing that pass and. Kyle says, you know, I thought, you know, it was it was a great call. I thought Jennings was open. Trey made the right read. Just the safety just made an exceptional play. And then they asked him again, you know, do you think Trey should have went somewhere else or pulled the ball down? And Kyle reiterated, the safety made an excellent play. Um, but if you look at his play calling and him, one, focusing on certain people for certain things, which he normally doesn't tend to do because he wants to be different. He wants to kind of throw you off. But in this game, he seemed to focus on Jawan Jennings on third downs um, and in the middle of the field, other than that, that one deep pass that he caught. Um, and the safety really read it the whole way. And I think the ball was placed perfectly. The safety just had the, the athleticism and agility to get low to get that that ball and intercept it. So um, I feel like, uh, you know, a lot of the things that I've been hearing is, you know, some of this blame goes on Kyle and, you know, his play calling, you know, his adjustments uh, going into the second half, um, him not being able to kind of figure out, you know, offensive options once um, Elijah Mitchell went down. So I feel like his response to that question uh, to me was Kyle taking responsibility 
without taking responsibility. Yeah, and and <clears throat> touch on that a little bit more, right? Like, you know, Peachy was naming all the different quarterbacks that struggled. Don't forget about Matt Stafford at home. Their season opener in a dome, right? Like, this is why 49er fans, when I said we, we're going to get into this whole we don't need Jimmy shit right now stuff, I'm sorry, forgive me. I think I was the first person to curse. I did. I was trying not to be that guy. We 30 uh, but, minutes in, you good. Yeah, yeah, you're good. But it's, it's the point that, you know, all these guys that y'all are naming were just in the Super Bowl, have Super Bowl rings. Like, the, you don't, you understand what I'm saying? Good quarterbacks don't win every game. And if you if you want to if you want to look at the stats, Trey Lance was the best quarterback on the field yesterday. You know what I mean? I compared Trey Lance's stats to Jimmy's game in the rain in Washington, which was very very similar circumstances. And you know what, Mose? Their stats were damn near identical, bro. They were damn near identical. Pass completion percentage, how many times we ran the ball, the first down conversions. You know what I'm saying? Like neither one of them threw a touchdown pass. Jimmy had two picks. You know what I'm like? This is my point is we got to stop overreacting all the time. It's cool to overreact in the moment, right? I got to show around overreactions. It's called the, the, our overreaction show, right? Mm -hmm. But then you got to, at some point, let common sense just set in. You understand what I'm saying? Look, see, Jay Sanders, the fields had two touchdowns. So that doesn't mean that he was better than Lance. That doesn't mean that he was better than Lance. We gave him ample opportunities. We gave them three third downs penalties that we converted for them, and he scored on two of those. No, he scored on all three of them. Well, yes, one with a field goal. Right. But that's, that's my point. You understand what I'm saying? No, no, no. Yeah. They they all oh, they were, were touchdowns. All touchdowns. That's right. He missed the two. He missed, right. Their kicker right. missed two extra points. You're absolutely right. But, th but they that's all my were point. touchdowns. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when when there was a uh, a blown coverage, Trey Lance took advantage of it down the left side of the field. Yes, he did. You understand what I'm saying? So we can't sit here and act like we didn't take advantage of the opportunities given to us. You know, when the line held up, Trey did what he was supposed to do. Both of those quarterbacks played well enough to defy their offensive lines yesterday. Both of those guys deserve some credit. But we can't sit here and act like Trey Lance didn't throw for more yards, rush for more yards, and, and X, Y, and Z. Because Trey Lance outperformed fields now if you want to count the touchdowns i'm not going to hold you again i'm not going to hold that against you that's cool i understand that you you, you want to you know that's what that's how you want to base it off of that's fine but look at the total yards look at all that stuff look at the time of possession the niners won every single stat unfortunately we also won the negative ones penalties turnovers you know what i'm saying like Absolutely. we also won the negative ones so and and that, that's we didn't win the one that mattered the most and that was the win loss column but there was plenty to take away that was good from this game Absolutely. Trey Lance has some passes in here where he threaded the ball in the triple coverage and put it in a place that only his receiver could get it. A layered pass, not one that had to be dropped in like that. It was like just high enough where the defender closest to him couldn't reach it and low enough where only his, his – his, come on, man. Like, we got to stop acting like this kid didn't give us some, some signs to be happy and positive about, man. We don't need Jimmy Garoppolo, y'all. I'm sorry to disappoint the Jimmy fans out here in this chat. I, I'm really, really sorry about it, but – we, we're where we at right now, and we made the right decision so far. Right. Shout out to Super Chat. Thank you, Jaguio56 um, at NGN. Trey will improve. We just have to be patient. And that's absolutely right. And it's really funny because, you know, everybody was saying, oh, you know, we know that 
that, you know, we have to be patient with Trey. That's all I heard. I heard about all this preaching patience. And everybody is already, you know, like I'm hearing all these same people that were saying that that are like, oh, you know, we have Jimmy. Um, Kyle, Kyle should have benched him and put Jimmy out there. As soon as he threw that pick, um, he should have just benched him and put Jimmy out there. Jimmy, Jimmy would have beat the Bears. Jimmy would have all that. That's that's all I heard. I'm like, yo, got to be out your mind. I don't even know where I don't even where <laughs> that stuff from. That doesn't even make any sense. Thank you, Sean, for super chat. I am now a fan of outdoor extreme pro football. Um, oh, sorry, pro foosball. Uh, Niners are too stressful. Why did we stick to Wilson? He doesn't run the same. What is up with superstar Ufunga into Shaq highlight material? Be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> My man Sean always coming through with the jokes, man. You know, always. You know what's funny is the first half, right? I would have said the player of the game was going to be Ufunga. Based yep. off of the first half, that man was everywhere. I told y'all, I called him my visa. Remember the visa, the old visa logo? Everywhere mm-hmm. you want to be, right? Yep. That man was killing it. And then there was some plays. There was a play or two that might have maybe potentially been the, the difference in the game that he did, didn't did make, I should say. Um, but, you know, in those conditions and all that stuff, we have to we have to understand something, right? The 49ers were out there with seven new starters in this game. Seven. Think about that for a second, right? Trey Lance, you had your three interior offensive linemen, right? You had Javarius Ward out there for the first time, Hufunga out there as a new starter. That's six. I'm missing one. There's another one. Did Croft start over Dwelly or no? Oh, the other safety. Who was the other safety with Hufunga? It was, uh, what's his to name? Sean Gibson. He wasn't a starter for our team either. So that, that's what I'm saying. This The whole secondary had never played a game together. That offensive line had never played a game together. We're in nasty weather on the road. If there's a game that you can say, I understand us losing, even though we shouldn't have lost, I'm not saying that the loss is okay with me. We should not have lost that game. But if there was a game to look at and say, you know what, I can see how the Niners ended up losing this game, plus those penalties, it's this game. It's this game. Now We're better than this. We know that. Now, my question to you, Mike, is how much do you put on Kyle Shanahan? This is something that my cousin was talking about. How much do you put on Kyle Shanahan um, as the head coach, as a leader of this team, for not having his team prepared to play better? It looks like we were unprepared, and we just mentally we weren't in the game because of all of the penalties. Like for Aziz Alshire to have two late hit on the quarterback penalties, like – and in the second one, he knew he messed up because he punched the ground and was like, God damn it. But it's like mentally he didn't say like, all right, he slid earlier. I got a penalty. He's probably going to slide again. He can't fake slide me. So let me just ease up because I know he's going to slide. Like, what do you what, what percentage of that, if any, do you put on Kyle Shanahan for not having the team mentally ready? Right. So the title of the show is they needed a plan B, right? Mm-hmm. Plan A was successful. Look at the whole first half. We dominated, right? We we mm-hmm. should have had another field goal, but the Mike McGlinchey sack took us out of field goal range. We had the drop touchdown or, or the uh, the Debo fumble. Was that first half or second half? Right, first half. But that was first half. Also, we were we were in scoring distance already. So that's two scoring possessions immediately taken off the board. Whether they read touchdowns or field goals, the, the, that that field goal. Uh, the sack was third down, so that that 
took us out of field goal range, right? But that's three points there. Debo, that possession could have been either a touchdown or a field goal. That's another three points that we didn't get, right? Nice. The plan that we had was actually a good plan. We were running the ball dominant. At the, at the end of the first half, there was there were five ball rushers. There were five people with a rushing attempt, and every single one of them, except Jeff Wilson Jr., averaged over six yards a carry. We can't say it was a bad plan. What we didn't do, what we weren't able to do, how does, all right, what we weren't able to do, <laughs> what we weren't able to do was to adjust afterwards, right? And so as a coach, you got to ask yourself this question. Is my game plan working? I think we can all say, yes, the game plan was working. What you don't game plan for are the penalties. You want to try to get the penalties out, you know, guys, let's, 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 let's buckle down here. Let's, let's avoid these penalties. Right. Keep with the game plan. The game plan is working. This is this is what I would be telling myself if I'm the coach and I'm talking to my guys. The game plan was working. Right. We're, we're, we're doing everything right when we're when we're executing. We got to stop the penalties. We got to stop killing ourselves. You don't expect your team to continue to get penalties all the way down to the last possession that they had on offense. You don't expect your team to do that. You expect them to stop. Should we have had another way to adjust? Probably. For sure, we needed a plan B because at a certain point, especially when we were down, there was no urgency. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're walking up to the line of scrimmage. We're not using timeouts. I was getting annoyed watching that part. You know what I'm saying? But the game plan itself was a successful one. We should have had more points in the first half. You know what I mean? And if we had a successful lead based off of those drives, we probably would have continued to just run the ball, run time off the clock, and win that game. I can't say that Kyle had a bad game plan, but he did need to somehow find a way to adjust, and we just didn't do it. Right. And in that kind of weather, you lose your starting running back. I can imagine Kyle was like, you know what? Let's just get home safely. I don't like that quit quitter mentality. Yeah. I'm not going to say that he quit, but I don't like that uh, lack of aggression. Maybe I don't like that. But we got. I don't know. Like it. He gets. He definitely gets some blame. Let me be clear. Let me answer the question. He gets some blame, but I just don't. I can't put a number on it. Wasn't that like that last year in uh, against the Lions? Remember whenever we, um, whenever what's his name got hurt? I think we lost two people in that game. And didn't he do that? Like going into the fourth quarter, wasn't he nervous um, about uh, like he was just trying to get everyone out of the game? So he was just hard. So that's when Detroit almost came back and actually took that game from us because he started getting so conservative and so cautious because he just wanted everybody to get out of that game. Okay. Because he didn't want no more injuries in that game. And that's, and we almost like, we almost lost that game. <laughs> like I'll, we were literally nail, like biting our nails. Like, are we really going to lose this game to Detroit? <laughs> right. I, I love this comment by Teradome, uh, because that's something that we always talk about here. And mm -hmm. I wonder when he'll get to the point where he doesn't do this. He always seems to let certain things throughout the game allow him to take his foot off the gas. Uh, we can always bring up, you know, the Super Bowl against the Patriots where they had a commanding lead and they let that go. Again, it may not all be on Kyle, uh, but some of his offensive play calls questionable. There are many games within his 49er career, another Super Bowl where he took his foot off the gas got conservative instead of being aggressive, um, knowing that a majority of what he calls works. As long as the players execute 
a majority of what he calls can and will work in this league. Uh, why he continues to choose to back off while, while Mike, what you said is accurate and it makes a hundred percent sense him not continuing to find ways to be aggressive. Um, you know, it, it, it could have cost us this game uh, definitely uh, early on because we weren't able to establish the, the lead, take that crowd out of it, um, you know, and continue to, you know, put pressure on this team who also has a young quarterback, also has issues on the offensive line with a, a new head coach, a new scheme that he's bringing in. Um, so, you know, there, there's a lot um, that that we could have done. And Kyle taking his foot off the gas has burned us more times than not. So I, I'm really waiting for him to get to that point where he consistently and continually stays aggressive because when he's aggressive, you know, it, it does something different for this team, particularly on offense. When he's aggressive, we play with a little bit of a swagger um, and we look better when Kyle is aggressive. Breezy, what up, bro? What's good, man? What's good, y'all? What's good, Mike? What's good, Peachy? Glad, Glad you good, landed everybody. safe, my guy. <laughs> yep, a day later, but I'm here. <laughs> Dang, yo. Like, I'm like, well, at least they got us on a new airplane, and I, I was praying for that new airplane. Breezy wasn't mm -hmm. flying on that other airplane, yeah. yo. I'm telling you right now, y'all don't know how I saw Final Destination one too many times. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. getting on the airplane. I know. That's what I had put on Twitter. I said, this is like some Final Destination shit right yeah. here. I wasn't getting on that first plane, guy. But I, I, I see. I heard uh, when I was um, on the joint, I heard Mike talking about uh, the plan, uh, how plan A worked. Um, and I, I, I would say plan A was working. Um, I don't know if it worked to its full potential to, just because of all the things that happened. Um, and that's why I felt like we needed a plan B, you know? So if you lose a running back, if you lose this, if this doesn't go the way you have it planned, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, the, the interesting part about Kyle Shanahan is I really think that he sits down and he writes out every like, you know, possible scenario for his plan. And if everything goes perfectly, it works to perfection. You know what I'm saying? The question is, what happens, you know, when things don't go to perfection? What happens when there's a variable that gets thrown out there that Kyle didn't plan for? So he's going to have to plan for all these variables. And then you got to factor in some of the things that you were talking about, like um, taking the foot off the gas, not being aggressive. And I think that's what my frustration was on last night. I felt like he started to lack aggression. And for whatever the reason was, it was that. Um, you can't go into these games less aggressive than the other team. Football is 100% aggression. There's no passive in it. You just got to be aggressive all the time. If not, mm -hmm. players get hurt. People get hit. Like it, it's, it's, You just got to be more aggressive. Usually the more aggressive teams win than football. And I felt like in that second half, even though Nick Bosa came out and said, I don't think they made any adjustments. Yes, they did, Nick. They absolutely did. They started running more with Justin Fields. You actually got a taste of it toward the end of the first half. And then they continue with it. They continue to let him run, move outside the pocket, get into his own type of rhythm, and create plays. Granted, defense probably should have had that sack on him, but they didn't because he was able to slip out due to whatever. And then there's that that Dante Pettis 
uh, touchdown. So they clearly made adjustments, and 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 then you got to factor in, like you said, the penalties. And no one plans for penalties. I just they you can't tell what the refs are gonna do. Like you know, I I feel like it's like basketball. They get a script, and they say just penalize the 49ers more than the other team. I don't care if it's one more. Just make sure they're more penalized. I, it just it just seems that's what it is. Because even some of those ticky-tacky ones, like I know you guys were touched on the Dre Greenlaw penalty. That face mask was boneheaded. I felt like the first one was ticky-tacky. Most I went back and watched that joint, bro. Uh, to us, the fans made it seem like he really hit <laughs> Justin Fields going out of bounds. When I went, I went back and rewatched it. I'm like, he slid and dove over on top of him and barely even touched him. Like his hands was was on the ground. It was like a bridge over top of Justin Fields. But because bro, that I- happened. I told you I was watching uh, some of the highlights of the other games that I didn't get to see. And there was two times in that Eagles-Lions game where Jalen Hurts slid and a Lions player fell on top of him. One was the rookie Aiden Hutchinson and another was either a linebacker or a safety. And they didn't call either one of those two. Now, there was a later one in that game where a guy comes in and helmet to helmet and they called that one. But that one was egregious. You could see it. You could hear it. It was egregious. Yes, you throw that call. But, and again, I'm I'm not getting into a situation where I'm blaming the rest for why we lost. But this is just the inconsistency that we see in the NFL, especially in week one, how different crews call different things. Um, And some crews may be more focused on holding while others are more focused on pass interference. This crew seemed to be focused on protecting the quarterbacks. And what we saw the Lions get away with in the Eagles game, we didn't see our guys get away with. Again, not blaming the refs, but that's just the inconsistency that we see from the referees. Um, and on, as a side note, I think the NFL needs to be using those examples from the Niners-Bears game and the Eagles-Lions game to kind of tighten up what is – a late hit on the quarterback when he's sliding, what constitutes that and when that should or shouldn't be called because the two that the Lions did look, look worse than what Aziz did and Aziz got called and they didn't. So that's just yeah, my the, observation. The, the Aziz one was even more atrocious. Like it was a it was a terrible bad call. Like I know I said terrible and bad in the same sense, but it was it was bad. Um but like I said, the face, that face mask that Greenlaw got, like that to me, that was him not really playing level-headed. And, and he was just having a bad game. He was having, he was missing tackles. He was just having a bad game. And I think his frustration just was just like, it is what it is. It's not one of those like uh, face masks where your hand incidentally gets into the face mask of the player. You didn't know your finger get caught. And next thing you know, the player head turns or whatnot. His, his was kind of like intentional. So I, I get it. But then even the other two holding calls after that, the Javon Kinlaw hold call. I, I didn't even know defensive linemen could hold, Mike. I, I I I never knew that defensive linemen hold. What the hell are they holding on to? How, what are they holding? And then and then I get the um the Traverius Ward hold. He did grab the dude. I went back and watched that one. That was a grab, uh, but it was subtle. Um, but like you said, I'm we're not blaming the refs here. The 49ers, in my opinion, did some. They added damage uh, to themselves in this particular game. I don't want to take away from the Bears winning, but when I go like if I was Kyle Shanahan, like. I would definitely be zeroing in. I, what did I say to somebody? I said, I don't know if it was you, Mose, Joe, or Joe, uh, cousin. Sal, I don't know who it was. Somebody running. 
in practice. Like the whole team is running in practice after this. Like they got to do some suicides on the hundred yards. They 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 got to get disciplined, and they clearly were the less disciplined team. Um, and and that kind of resulted in what it did. Um, as far as his Plan B situation, Kyle Shanahan needs multiple plans, and he needs to make sure that they um, that that the players know that if Plan A is not working, you got to switch to Plan B before in. And like you said, Mike, you saw players like walking around, like just not looking like they were engaged, uh, like they were in tune. Even though Kyle Shanahan said he didn't feel like his players were out of the game, but I don't know, man. It's 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 a learning experience. I think all four of us can finally chalk it up and say, you know what? We got our asses beat week one. It's a learning experience. Now let's go dominate in week two. Plan B, Mike, for me, is is domination. Domination mm-hmm. in the air, domination on the ground, domination in special teams, domination in coaching. That's plan B for me. I guarantee you they're gonna do something totally different against the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, uh, we have these uh, super chats that are piling up. Let's we'll get to some of these. Um, thank you, Tara Dome, for the super chat. He said, unfair <laughs> expectation. If Troy walked on water, people would say he can't swim. A-B to that, Tara Dome. I said, yeah, A-B to that. <laughs> That's funny. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> I want that chat. I want I, I want that super chat put in the Hall of Fame right yes. there. That is that is a that's phenomenal. A that's a goat one. That's the goat one right there. That's a goat one. Because that that's absolutely true. That that's so true. Like I take a picture of that one. <laughs> hey, Jamal that, that Adams one. got injured, y'all. Do what now? Jamal uh, Adams just got injured. Oh, did he? Uh-uh. Yeah, he limped off the field. Uh-oh. Oh, they almost blocked the punt. Let's see what we got now. Uh, Dang, before you read these con- after you okay. read this contribution, start North Cal Bill, because this is something that I want to touch on. All right. Um, 49 and talking Jeff. about the Shanahan play calling one? Mm-hmm. All right, I got you. Um, 49er Jeff, thank you for Super Chat. Kyle didn't make adjustments at the half. Yeah, yeah, he was a uh, he probably brought that up when we was talking about that. That's a tough that one, though. That's that's a tough one for me to, to grab one to. I because the second half, the team moved the ball down to the goal line. So when did we want him to make the the adjustments? For me, the adjustment needed to come. <laughs> I know, Mike, you got it. <laughs> for me, the adjustment needed to come. Once they started facing adversity and they started getting stagnant, I think for me, that's why I needed to see the adjustment. But that second half, that first drive, we should have put up seven points. You know, Trey Lance gets sacked on that third down. He got a couple bad penalties that makes you – but you get – you got the first – first of all, it was first and five. I, I, first and five should be an automatic score for a quarterback like Trey Lance because Kyle Shanahan should just allow his kid to walk through the side and run it in for a touchdown. But not Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> Jeff Wilson Jr. got the ball, got stopped. I saw that Aaron Banks missed the block on that one, though. That was mm-hmm. an Aaron Banks missed block on that. Then it became, what, second down, and whatever happened on second down, it was a loss of yards on that one. And then next thing you know, it was Trey Lance, and uh, it just didn't work out. We had to kick a field goal, um, and that's when we went up 10 nothing. But then after that, that's when it kind of uh, – Kyle said it in his presser. He said it was just one play. It was just one play. One play. And we talk about the play on defense. That one play – Man, suck the life out of the 49ers. Yeah. Mike, I saw you wanted to say something about it. Go ahead, bro. 
No, no, no. You you nailed it. Like, what adjustments did y'all want him to make? He drove his team all the way down the field. Like, that tells me you did make adjustments. So I, I don't – look, look. We wish he called different plays to score more. Let, let's just call it what it is. We can't say he didn't make adjustments. We wish he found ways to get in the end zone, to get points on the board. That doesn't mean that he didn't make adjustments. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's two different things. Like, first of all – all right, fuck it, I'll say it. When we sit here and say a team didn't make adjustments – we don't know that. Not a single one of us know that. We have no idea what they changed up. You, and the only way we would know that is if we knew every single play call. And we didn't. On offense and on defense. We don't. So when, it, it, feel, it sounds like, a, to me, it's an easy cop-out. It's an easy way to say we didn't win the game, we didn't score enough points, and we were the better team. Like, that's fine. Then say that. Don't say we didn't make adjustments because we don't know if they didn't make adjustments. Right? We had a pretty successful first half, even though we should have had more points, right? The one thing I, I don't like about it is, you know, halfway through the fourth quarter, there just seemed to be no urgency. That's right. what I didn't like. That's if you if if you want me to put some blame on Kyle, show some freaking urgency. What you saving these timeouts for? You know what I'm saying? Why are we walking up to the line of scrimmage? Why are we huddling up when mm-hmm. we should be in a two-minute drill or something like that? You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that we didn't make adjustments though. So it's like a cop-out. It's the easy thing to say. We didn't make the right adjustments and all that stuff, right? So that's why I like the way y'all titled this. We needed a plan B, right? When we started getting punched in the mouth, what's the famous Mike Tyson quote? Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, right? Mm -hmm. When we started getting punched in the mouth, we at some point we had to realize, all right, guys, it's us against them and the refs and the weather conditions. Let's do something different now. That's the plan B that we needed that we didn't come – that we didn't see uh, come to fruition. That that's that's my only take on it. Gotcha. Do you think Kyle should have been a little bit more aggressive when the weather let up? Because there was a brief period in there where it had stopped raining, and I remember because Joe had said to me when we were sitting there, he said the only hope Chicago had was if it rained. Now that this rain let up, it's over for them. And I don't think we saw the aggressiveness that Bree and the urgency that you're talking about once that weather let up. Because, you know, yeah, it could come back, which it did, and it started to pour and rain hard. But in that brief moment that you had where the weather let up and it was clear, mm-hmm. why didn't we see more up tempo, more urgency, more aggressiveness from Kyle? taking advantage of that open airspace. I will say this, and I, I agree with what you're saying. Yes, we should have been more aggressive in those moments because every time we touched the ball in the fourth quarter, whoosh, it seemed like the, it just, the skies opened up. Yes. I mean, like, just put a water hose on full black, like a, a, a power, what, what's it called when you when you wash the side of your house? with the? Is, is it a power wash? Is that yeah, what, power no, washer, yeah. Bro, it was like every time we got the ball in the fourth quarter. But I will say this. There was a time in the game where the rain let up, and I could see Trey Lance asking somebody for a towel. He was looking to get his hands dried. He didn't have a towel. He was like somebody – like he was doing this like frantic thing. I felt like the calls were coming in. He knew, all right, this is my moment, but he couldn't find a towel. I I wish I could like find that specific play. Even – I wouldn't be able to show it anyway, but Mm -hmm. because it's not – they're not going to show that on all 22. They're just going to go straight to the uh, lineup and Mm -hmm. and the snap. But there were were times where on the TV copy, 
you can see Trey Lance being frantic, trying to find a dry towel. You know what I mean? Looking for another towel. So I felt like a pressure washer. There you go. Like that. That's what. That's what I felt like. Uh, Trey, Kyle and Trey were trying to find something. You know what I mean? Like we got to get something going here right now, and he couldn't get his hands dry fast enough. So you know, it's just it's. I don't know. It's it's weird, man. But yeah, well, it is what it is. Yeah. So then we have a couple more super chats here. We want to get to Jaguar fifty six. His penalties put Trey in tough situations. He did everything he could by running and getting first downs. The defensive penalties kept key drives alive. He's tough. I guess he's trying to say that the the defensive penalties um, kept kept the drives alive for Chicago. Maybe is what he's trying to say. Yeah. That's why Chicago was able because to do and, what they did. And, yeah, and that's how they had their points. The three yeah. penalties that extended drives all led to touchdowns for mm-hmm. them. So, and you know. One thing that I love about Trey is the leadership that he's shown already at a young age. He didn't blame it on the penalties. He didn't blame it on the weather. He didn't blame it on the referees. He said, I did some good things. There are a lot of things that I can clean up. I missed this pass here. I missed this one here. I took a sack here where maybe I could have got out of pocket and threw it away. He took ownership of this loss. He put it on himself and he vowed to be better the next game. Um, That's us seeing Trey play and him getting reps is twofold. We want to see him get the reps because he needs to see it. He needs actual data that he can impart into himself to learn how to play this game at an even higher level. But two, we want to see the maturation and the leadership as a part of that, right? Um, And the way he handled this press conference, um, understanding the things that he did right, the things that he did wrong, and and taking 100% of the blame for the loss and saying he has to be better for his team and put his team in a better situation. I absolutely love that from the kid. And uh, it it, it further goes to prove I don't know why people are hating on him just to hate. I think they just want to be opposite. They want to be different. Um, And that's okay if you want to be different. Uh, but let's not be disrespectful and act like Trey isn't doing what he needs to do to be a starting quarterback for the 49ers and improve every single week that he has this opportunity. Yeah, I, I think um, I think he had one of the greatest presses I've seen in, in, in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all his pressure for me, his pressure was all about accountability. Right. It was all about accountability. I did this. I did this. I did this. I missed that throw. I missed this thing. I got sacked. I got this. I should have did this so that we could win. All right. And, and, and I think. Hold on a second. I'm on the shutter, so we don't want to. You know, while Breezy, while Breezy wait for a second, right, there was one person who I did not hear take accountability. I ain't going to throw no shots right now. <laughs> There was one player I did not hear say anything negative about himself. In fact, the only time I heard him say I or me, he said, oh, well, they did the blocking. Uh, they, they blocked it the way it was supposed to, and, and I did the rest. So are you talking about Trent Williams? No. No, I'm not. Okay. Trent Williams was accountable for his sack. Who, who, Trent who, are you, who are you talking about? Because I, I might have missed that. Because was it Debo it Samuel? Was, it was Debo. 
Okay. It was Debo. You go back yeah, and you watch you. Debo's presser, and Debo said, "We need to do this. We need to do that. We should have been better." And then the only time he said "me" or "I" was when he was talking about his touchdown play. They blocked it up, and then I did the rest. They put the ball in my hands, and I did the rest. That's like, come on now. I mean, that's a, they that's, asked him. They asked him about the fumble. What was he supposed to say? He said that they. What, punched what did he say out. about the fumble? He said that they punched it out of my hand. Right. Like, he could have said. He, he could have said, I gotta I gotta do a better job of holding on to the ball. I gotta secure the ball. He better. did you, he did a great job holding on to the ball Mike. No, the He's fuck he did the ball was on the yeah. ground. Phenomenal job there, Debo. What, what are you talking about, bro? You can't say that. I, I can't say that. He was holding the ball, he was protecting the ball. It's not like he was holding it like a loaf of bread. The ball slipped out of hand when it got one hand when it was punched out. He had the ball tucked where he was supposed to so he could make a football play. He's a wide receiver. Like he was holding the ball. Even the commentator said he held the ball great. It just got punched out. On a regular play, that ball doesn't get punched out. If it wasn't raining, that ball's not slipping out of his arm. Yeah, but, but if we're if we if we're talking about accountability and Trey taking accountability for things that we probably would say he really didn't do that bad, but him yep. still taking accountability for it. You know I agree with Mike where he says where you know why he takes accountability because he's the goddamn quarterback. Now I'm yeah, not Debo's, saying that Debo, Debo's also a leader Debo, on this team. I, I'm not saying Debo shouldn't take accountability. I'm just telling you, Trey's mindset is different. Everybody got a different mindset. We want everybody to do the same thing. Like I just think everybody takes accountability. Different. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say do the same thing. I I say we want our leaders to lead. We do. And part of leading lead. is taking accountability. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. What I'm saying is he called out the fumble. What was he supposed to say? When you fumble the ball, you're going to say, oh, I, I got, okay, I got to do a better job holding on to the ball. That's what Mike wants. That's what, that's what uh, every, that's wants. literally what every, everybody who fumbles the ball says that at the podium. I got everybody to do a better, do a better ball, job holding on to the rock. I, I haven't heard anybody fumble the ball and say that. I haven't. What? But Mike, you can find it and send it to me and then I'll listen to it. You've never heard anybody say that, Breezy? No, I haven't. I really haven't. I don't really see many fumbles, to be honest with you. Just keeping it a buck. And our team don't necessarily turn the ball over. But in them conditions, you know, look, should he have held on to the ball? Yeah. But he didn't. And then he made up for it and scored a touchdown on the next time. So I felt like his actions went out there and said, you know what? Maybe he said it to his teammates. I got to do a better job holding on to the ball. We just didn't hear it. Because we didn't hear it is why we're upset. But maybe he said it. We'll never know. Because I guess what Guess what he did on the next several drives? He held on to the damn ball. And he scored a touchdown. He put points. He was the only person to put points on the board. Because his teammate blocked. And he gave his teammates block. He said, yo, they did the block. Because they asked him on the play before. What happened on the play before? He said sometimes it just don't work out on certain plays. And when they tried to run it to the left, he didn't throw his teammates under the bus and say they didn't block. Did y'all hear that? I didn't hear that. He said sometimes the plays don't work out. Sometimes sometimes they do. He said that his team blocked perfectly on the side to the right, and he was able to muscle his way into the end zone. Damn, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you a question that people ask me when I'm talking about Akella Witherspoon. Are you related to Devo? <laughs> like you, you know him personally. No. Okay. All right. I was just wondering. So, uh, what what I took from 
listening to Trey Moore was, and I had heard it from somebody today too, was the recollection of almost every single error that Trey made that he was able to, to talk about each one of them, to, to bring them up. That's, that's that intelligence, that, that recall that we have. A lot of quarterbacks, when they go up there, you know, they, they, you know, might be like, oh, you know, especially the young quarterbacks, you know, I, I made some mistakes, you know, I missed a couple of, of throws, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that Trey was able to go up there and actually discuss almost every single one of, of his errors that he felt like that he made, that was real impressive to me. And, and also the fact that he took ownership. We got a couple more chats, super chats I'm going to get to here. Tara Dome, thank you for super chat. Kyle needs to use my 24 Devin method of play calling. He scripts the first 24 plays, run the seven most successful from different formations and or opposite sides. I don't know. It's just too much <laughs> silence. I felt like somebody needed to say something. <laughs> I, I, 24 Devin method of play calling. He scripts the first 24 plays, run the seven most successful from different form. But Kyle does that though. Kyle will run the same play from different formations and he, like he'll line up in the same formation over and over. And it's a completely different play. So yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't like TD, you know, you my guy, Terry don't like, but I don't quite understand what you were saying. And by the way, y'all, I was just, that that whole are you related? That was just what people say to me. I wasn't y'all know I'm not gonna disrespect Breezy like that. I wasn't trying to be funny. Well, I was, I, was, I was trying to be funny, but I wasn't trying to be like an asshole. You know what I mean? Like that's what people say to me when I would defend Spoon all the time. Spoon and McGlinch. I, 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 I never I never feel disrespectful. I never feel disrespectful when we talk, bro. I just got my weird ass stances and I'm gonna stand by. I don't know if I'm right or wrong and all y'all kick rocks. I don't give a fuck. Like I just don't. Y'all know how I that's, and that's how I was with my guys. I defend Mike McGlinchy. I defend uh a Keller Witherspoon. That's what okay, I do. So, man. Oh, you just said you defend Mike McGlinchy. What's with the sprinting off the field? After the sack that he gave up, not it was not a sprint. Trey wait, up. wait, hold on, Moses. I just, I just want you to uh, signify that it was a sprint too, like a sprint right option, no pun intended, off the field. Like, so sorry. Yeah, he he he, he looked like he looked like a pulling guard the way he ran off of that field I'm, after that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right here. I saved that I'm, for that Moses because I wanted you to discuss that Moses because I saw that where you were that you wanted to talk about that yeah first of all <laughs> i'm loading gets... up the clip because i'm ready i'm loading up the clip <laughs> and i'm ready i was ready for this question all night long all right he, he People... gives he he gives up the sack uh-huh look and looks at him on the ground and, and people were mad and that said, he did not help he, people were mad that he did not help trey lance up off the field right all right so I have multiple things to say here. So y'all okay. let me know if y'all want me to say them all right now. Or, or sorry, I, 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 I got Jerry. I'll tell you all of them I right got now. Jerry Judy in fantasy and Bre and Peachy's beating me by like 40 right now. So I needed that from Judy. <laughs> you needed it from Judy. I just saw a field goal. You that far ahead of me already? Yeah. Damn. Like you were just telling me, like, oh, they almost blocked the punt, and then the punt was on my screen. All right, anyhow. Um, so first things first, right? Everybody helps their quarterback up off the ground after they've been hit hard and they're laying on their back. 
You guys can tell me because I'm sure you guys have seen the play. Was Trey Lance on his back or was he facing the ground? He was he was already on his knees getting up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, okay. you still go over. If if he already on his way up, cool. You still go over, put your hand on the shoulder. My bad, bro. Just like we, we talking we, about with Debo. I got I got to do better holding on to the ball. You go to your mm-hmm. quarterback. My bad, Trey. Make yeah, sure he's he good. He but that don't. But you can't do that on the field when the other unit has to come out. So he went to go. He actually went to go help Trey Lance get up. If y'all no, watch that video, no, Mike, no, he, he didn't. Hey, just hear me out. I'm gonna tell you my opinion, and then I want you to go back and watch it, and then you tell me if I'm. I got the tweet. If you want me to send it to you, so I can. No, make I, sure I got it too. All right. So he he lets up the sack. Right. He's looking, and he actually bends down. He's about to help Trey up, but Trey pops up, and then he runs off the field. So now you watch it live time. Don't show it on camera. Don't show it on camera because I don't want y'all to get flagged. But I promise you, you're going to see him bend down. He he bends over so he can help Trey up, but Trey pops right up, and then he runs off the field. We can have this pity party on the sideline, but he 100% bend down like he was going to help Trey up, and Trey popped up on his own. So what do you want him to do? You want him to hold his bottom? You want him to put two hands under the cheeks and, and, and help elevate that man? There was nothing he can do with somebody who's already getting up. Again, no, Trey Lance wasn't laying on his back. You see it. Don't lie. Don't lie, bro. Look, look, look. I can't, I can't wait for him to tell me I was Okay, right. so look, I'm freezing it. First, okay, so I freeze it. He's standing there, and he's watching Trey where the defensive lineman has his collar and he's about to get flung around during right? the sack. Okay, yes. So I, I, I got that. it free. And, wait, but, and by the way, he had to let him go because otherwise it would have been a holding penalty. Okay, which would have so been now, more detrimental. So now I'm looking at it. Trey is face down in the ground. Down, not on his back. He's not on his back. He's face down in the ground after he got flung violently. We, we, if we're going to add context, we're going to add context. He got flung violently. 100%. Now, in that situation, not only should Mike be helping, every other offensive lineman should be helping. Not right. just... And listen, and okay. we're we, we not going to absolve Silverback either. Because McGlinchey, now, you said he been down to help you. I don't see that. I you... see him standing there looking. He He's sitting... I, I got a freeze frame. I should show it because... I'm not gonna play it. Just show you it. can show it still. You can show it still. Yeah, I can show it still. Okay. Show it still. So I'm gonna show the still. My oh, my my ring. my ring light is kind of in the way, but he's standing. He just looking. How much? Okay. He just looking. My- and Trent looking. So you see 69 looking, and you see Trent looking. Then right after that, he don't bend down to help Trey up. He start. That's the start of his run. That's the start of his run. And he almost pushes Trent out of the way so that he can continue to run to the sideline. He's not bending down to get Trey. That's not bending down to get Trey. He's moving. You are so wrong, bro. That's him bending down right there. No, no. Okay. So you that's the steal I just had it on. Now play it from there. The motion continues into his run. He's not bending down to pick up Trey because Trey's a whole three yards in front of him. Even if he did pop up, he's a whole three yards in front of him. He bends down. He opens his arms like he's about to pick up Trey. And then then Trey gets up so he just runs off the field, bro. No. I'm telling, bro. Oh, man. Oh, (laughs) 
Okay. Hey, let's so, agree so, to disagree. So here. this is this is Mike defending his guys to the fullest because there's no possible way. <laughs> no, nah, bro. Mike. No, nah, my bro. cousin Mike. <laughs> That's my cousin Mike. I'm related uh, to him. I'll take it. That's, that's I'll the take new Mike and Mike show. He, he bent down. He opened his arms up wide, and then Trey pops up, and then he just takes off. I can't. I can't. Oh, get, you know I, what? Actually, in good conscience, was, I can't was, give him was, that. Uh, Mike. This is actually the, this is actually the all twenty two version. Y'all can show this play on on here. This is the all twenty two. You don't get you don't get uh knocked for showing the all twenty two. You know what I'm saying? But but the problem is with uh. Which with uh this this service here with StreamYard, you can't pause the video. So it's gonna be a, a constant yes. run through. So you can't you can't really pause it. But either way, someone should have, you know, hey, we good, we good, let's go. But like I said, I think all that happened on the sideline. I can't prove it, but I think that happened on the sideline. Anyway, let's talk about him getting beat on the inside and giving up the set. Like I think that's more important. Like, should he have helped his quarterback? One hundred percent. Oh shoot! You know what? I got to pay for parking, and I forgot how to pay for parking. Y'all go ahead and handle this. Um, my bad. Damn it! I thought I paid for parking. No, I did pay for parking. What am I talking about? They trying to get me for more money. Let me out this motherfucker. You know? <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> Y'all no idea. I'm I'm going out with this car. As soon as the gate opened up, I'm out. <laughs> My man want to go home so bad. Bro, like you have no idea. Y'all can laugh at me, cut on me. I don't care. I want to get out this parking lot because I've been in here for, I'm, I'm fine on that bus. I'm not waiting. Let me out. Like, why are they not letting me out? We we gonna hear a loud gong. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the thing coming out. Exactly. <laughs> He said, I'm following his bus. He's going to go on mute. Exactly. Finita thing. Um, uh, let's do the, these super chats real quick before we get back to this. Um, Jaguar 56, what's your opinion on not putting in Mason? I think he wanted to hear that from Breezy because we talked about that, about Mason. Yeah, Mike had a good point where, you know, Kyle mm -hmm. was trying to get him in, but, you know, the way the game was flowing. He didn't have those opportunities to get him in the game, so right. uh, I guess I, I guess I got to take Kyle's word for it. But you know, I I do too. Still feel like you know you got to find some ways, even if Jeff Wilson Jr. isn't winded. Maybe you give the defense something different to look at, and maybe one series you come out with Jeff Wilson, and then a, a, the next series you come out with Mason. You got to figure out you know who's going to get hot. Um, and we know that Kyle will play the hot hand. It wasn't like Jeff Wilson Jr. was the hot hand at the time. So, you know, if he's not, you know, giving you something similar to what you got from Elijah Mitchell in that first half, bring in, bring in Jordan Mason and, and let him see if maybe he can spark something in the running game and then he can be your hot hand. So, uh, you know, while I agree that you – know, Go ahead, Mike. While, while we wait to get Wayne's opinion on this, let me just go back to Mike McGlinchey real quick. Okay, sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, you, you can leave it up there, Peach. Okay. I just want to say this real quick because right. I know that he's an easy target because of his past history, right? Mm -hmm. Mike McGlinchey is notorious for having a bad sack or pressure at the worst possible time. It's always on third downs. You know what I'm saying? It's always when we need to score is mm -hmm. when he does that, Right. Mike McGlinchey take uh, take accountability neither, but I right, it's all good. Oh, you you should watch his presser. 
You should watch his presser because the very first thing he said was, I, 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 and he actually was the only time he was like more passion, more emotion. The only answer he said with emotion was, I gave up that sack and knocked us out of scoring, out of scoring range. I can't do that. So I don't know what pressure I, I, I will agree with you on that. He did. Mike, he did Mike step did it, up. This presser, bro. I, clearly, I didn't see the presser. That presser. Oh. <laughs> you got to watch it. That's why this. I said. He, that's why. That's why I said I never heard him say that shit, motherfucker. And that's, that's why, why I said that. That's why I said the only player that didn't take accountability was your well, Debo. I was trying to clap back all the time, yo. I just want to get out the fucking parking lot. That's <laughs> They ain't letting us out. Free breezy. I got to go home. <laughs> free, free breezy. I said free breezy. This man has got airport fatigue for real. Okay, so breezy. Uh, Jack Wild 56 wants to know, what's your opinion on not putting Mason in the game? That, that would have been part of that plan B-ish thing, right? Because Jeff Wilson mm-hmm. Jr., I don't care what Kyle Shanahan said. It just wasn't working. Maybe right. they needed to get a, a a guy that just gets low to the ground, just pounds and goes up the middle to create some stuff for the outside lanes. I thought it would have been a nice one-two combination, especially when um, Elijah Mitchell was out of the game. It mm-hmm. might have been too late, though, but he had a whole half. And when Big Dad says or somebody said that Kyle needed to have made some halftime adjustments, you know, they were able to fabricate the run with Debo Samuel and get down there and get to the goal line. But it would have been really cool if he put in Jordan Mason. Let that kid get a touch. Everybody needs reps. You had him on the uh, on the active roster. You you had him rocking out there on special teams. He had his opportunity. God forbid if Jeff Wilson Jr. would have got hurt, you would have had no choice but to use him. And then you wouldn't have had no other running backs. If Debo Samuel would have got hurt, then what, Kyle? So Kyle, you got these pieces. And the thing that pisses me off about Kyle is he just fails to utilize them. And I think that's why fans are frustrated. You could do so much. You, it doesn't make sense. You have five wide receivers and you don't use them all. You got four, three running backs. You don't use them. What's the purpose? Yeah. Use them. They all got unique sets of skills. It probably would have made sense. Why are we trying to cut and get to the outside? Why not just run up the middle? Yo, dude, dude. Kyle Shanahan drew up quarterback keep draws because he saw that the linebackers were playing too fucking deep. If the quarterback could run for eight yards, imagine how many yards the running back could have ran, even exactly. though I think the linebackers would have cheated. They would they would have right. knew it was a running back. Yeah. But then fake, why, why no bootlegs to the right? Why no bootlegs to the left? Why not any of that? And I think that's why the fans are frustrated. If they don't let me out this parking lot, man, I'm getting, I'm getting mad. I got to go. I, I got to go. Hey, wait, 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 Wayne, before you – hey, wait, wait, before you go, for real. All jokes aside. Don't do nothing that's going to get you arrested. Just, th- just know, do me a favor. Wait, wait, wait. I'm just trying. I got to find somebody to call. This is ridiculous, bro. No, I, like, I hear you. But you was hype, and I don't want you getting out yelling at nobody because you're a black dude in an okay. airport. Just chill out. I just I just need you to get out. I'm not okay. even in the airport, Mike. I left the airport. I'm in a, a, a private parking lot that I paid my money to go home. I'm going to go home, man. All right. All right, just, just but just I'm not gonna do anything stupid. I promise. I'm not going to do. I'm just putting it on mute so I can figure out. Maybe my okay. coupon will work. All right, cool. So I know my temper. I'm the type of person where I, I'm hopping curbs and shit. Like I don't mm-hmm. care if there's some point. Me and too. I've, I've, I've been pursued <laughs> by police. That's me. I, I had a car impounded. I went to the impound to get some stuff I needed out the car, 
And they was like, no, you can't do that. I was like, well, y'all gonna have to fight me or arrest me. Like I have a really, really bad temper mm. with certain things. So I, I, I've been there. Yeah. I don't want that happening to somebody else. I, hopefully we've all grown and matured and you know, we, we, we got past that, okay. but I don't know temper. I don't, I don't know Wayne's temper. You know what I'm saying? So I just, you know, wanted to make sure he, he reeled it in a little bit. That's all. Worry about him. So, all right, so let's, uh, um, Cali Bill had a, a very interesting. Um, he had one of this for a breezy, but um, we can answer this though. Shanahan play calling is getting predictable. What do you guys think about that? <clears throat> um, I won't say it's getting predictable, um, uh, because in in every game we see bits and pieces of it. Um of his offense always being able to be successful. Um, he's always able to throw some wrinkle in that will confuse a defense um, and allow his offense to be successful. So I wouldn't say it, it gets predictable. Um, I will say that when he's not motivated to be aggressive, then that's when you, you don't see his offense working at a higher clip like he normally does. So, uh, you know, we talked about him, you know, taking his foot off the gas. I think in situations like that um, and you don't see his his stuff working, then that's when you might say, oh, well, his... my bad. You might say his oh. offense is getting predictable. Um, but um, I think when he's less aggressive and he's not in that mode where, you know, the things that he's calling is working and he can string six, seven, eight, nine plays together. And, you know, the, the next play works because of the previous play. Um, you know, that's when he runs into trouble, but I, I wouldn't say that his play calling is getting predictable. All right. I'm going to say something a little bit different here. Mm -hmm. His play calling is predictable at certain times by design. And that's the genius in Kyle Shanahan. He wants you to think, we're about to run the same exact play. And sometimes you have to give the defense that. So that way, later on, when you do something different at that same formation, it works. You understand what I'm saying? So, yes, there are times when watching this game, we're going to be like, we know exactly what Kyle's going to do. You know why we regular-ass people think that? Because he wants the coordinators and, and planners against what he's doing to think the same exact thing. So if we can see it coming, they got to see it coming. And then, boom, he hits him with something different. And that's when we start saying, this guy is a genius. That's when you see the baldy breakdowns. Kyle Shanahan ran the same formation three different times. But look what happened on the third time he ran it, right? That's when it happens. So, yes, there is a level of predictability with Kyle Shanahan's play calling. But it's all by design. And it doesn't all happen in the same game. He gave this same look three times against the Bears. When he mm -hmm. did it in week two against Seattle, it was a whole different thing. Like that's what happens. It, this is a marathon, people. We got to remember that this is a marathon. It's not a. It's it's not a sprint. This is the long haul. We got 17 games we have to play. It, this wasn't everything comes out right now is do or die. His Bye. best. Danny Gray wasn't even active for this game. Y'all don't think that the play call is gonna look different when you got a four three dude on the field and it's not torrential downpour? Like, come on. Like, let's let's be real for like a second. Let's be real for a second. This is not the Kyle Shanahan you're going to get all year. This is not the Trey Lance and 49ers offense you're going to get. This ain't the same defense you're going to get all year. When these guys can move for real, for real, watch out. I'm telling you, watch out. 
This is going to be a completely different team, a different look for everything. So we have to be patient. It's okay to be frustrated, y'all. And yes, some things look like, all right, I knew that was coming. I saw this coming from a mile away. It's by design. A lot of it is by design. I promise you. We just got to be patient so we can see it. We got Yeah, that's, that's perfectly said. I'm about to hop out here. But, Mike, we're going to have to do something about Baldy with his breakdowns because he's giving too much of our stuff away. <laughs> he's so, doing yeah, it, though, Kyle, don't he? Kyle, Kyle, Kyle want to be predictable, like you said, but Baldy giving too much stuff away. So we might have to have a conversation with Baldy. But love y'all family. Mike, appreciate you jumping on and, and rocking out with us. Yeah. Everybody in the chat, thank y'all so much for tuning in. No problem, I got to go man. help the missus take care of the little one. I've been away for a couple of days, so daddy nah, is I back on duty. Love and appreciate y'all. Catch y'all soon. Okay. All right, bro. Be safe, man. Yeah. Um, let's let's get through um, a couple of these uh, super chats, and then uh, we'll probably wrap this up. Um, Ryan Keller, thank you very much for super chat. He said Mike should be a lawyer, not guilty, no matter what. <laughs> hey, man, I might have found my calling. Maybe I'll start brushing up my resume. You know, get back in college real quick. Get past the bar, baby. Come on now. I might yeah. I might look into it. I might look into it. <laughs> And then we got um, Jack Wild 56 Station Super Chat. Have you figured out who was responsible for Pettis? I want to know too. Did anyone figure that out? Is that mystery solved? I, I went back and watched. It was 100% Dre Greenlaw. Okay. One Again, this is my opinion. Now, mm -hmm. so here's the thing, right? It's hard to assign blame when a scramble breaks out. It's uh -huh. really, really, really hard to assign blame. Different yeah. teams and coordinators have a different plan when it's a scramble drill, right? Mm -hmm. So I said this on the show last night. When there's a scramble drill, sometimes some coordinators say, look for the guy closest to you, stick on him. I don't care if you're a linebacker or what. You cover that guy. You stay with him, right? Right. There was a guy that ran through the zone, and he took the safety with him. And Greenlaw went with him, but not initially. Greenlaw started to go that way when Fields ran to the opposite side of the field. And mm -hmm. that's what ended up leaving um, Pettis wide open. Greenlaw was the closest guy to him at the end of it. I'm still giving that one to Greenlaw. I see people saying he was with the running back and all that stuff. I don't think so. It was zone. I don't think it was, he was with the running back. He was with whoever was closest to him. And at that time, it was, uh, it was Dante Pettis. Pettis was the closest um, bear to him. So... We, we won't get a, uh, an honest answer to that question unless right. someone asks Kyle directly or if they right. ask Greenlaw or, or even uh, uh, D'Amico Ryans because the play call could be the play call. But once things once that, once that quarterback breaks the pocket, it's every man for themselves. You know what I mean? That, that play was not designed for Pettis to be where he was wide open. I'm talking about by the Bears now. That play for their offense wasn't designed to be that way. So who are we to sit here and speak on who should have been doing what on the defensive side of the ball. The defense is mostly reactionary. And so you're reacting to a play that isn't a real play call. It's it's just not, it's not, it's not going to be easy for us to say anything about it. So I just want us to keep that in mind. But the last I looked at it, I went back and watched it a couple of times. I, I looked at some people on Twitter whose opinions I trust. And they also said it was on green law. And it, I know it's weird for us to try to, you know, like bring in, how can a, a linebacker be responsible for a wide receiver? But it is what it is. You know, the formations are the formations. The personnel is the personnel. We just have to deal with what it is, you know? Got you. Well, either way, 
it sucked because it was Pettis. <laughs> you know what? Somebody in here just said, uh, John V, he said, Mike, you have the connects. You could probably get an answer. I'll tell you all what I'll do. I'm going to send a text message right now to a former 49ers corner. I won't say any names and ask him who he thinks was responsible for Dante Pettis during that scramble drill. And if I get an answer before the end of the show, I'll let y'all yeah, know. What that would be really good. So we have Seattle coming up. Seattle apparently looks damn good against Denver, but I think that might just be because Denver is, you know, um, Russ is new to this team. They're they're still gelling. They're having one of those weeks like a lot of these other teams have. I don't think that Seattle is still going to be that good. I think that they're just having it. And plus, I mean, Pete Carroll, I mean, he's been around Russ for so long. I mean, he he just knows, you know, all of his tendencies and everything like that and, and tells and all that stuff. I mean, you don't change your tails overnight when you change a team. So I'm not really taking too much stock in that as far as what, you know, the Seattle Denver game, you know, that happens. I mean, um, rem uh, remember when Tom Brady, like he almost lost to New England when they had that Sunday night football game. Um, he, uh, he almost lost to them. It's just, those are always weird games when you have those reunion games or whatever games they are. So it could just be that. I'm not really worried about it. Um, hopefully Kittle will be back if uh, he's not back, which Mike doesn't think that he will be back. <laughs> People are trying to guess. They said that it's ED. That's your hitting up. Y'all mind your damn business, okay? Don't worry about don't worry about who I'm texting about that play right now, okay? I don't have Demico's phone what, number. What, what play are we talking about? It better not be the Greenlaw Hufunga play. What play are we talking about? Well, that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. So the, the question in the chat was, who do we think is responsible for it? And uh, I said that, you know, from what I saw and some of the opinions of people I trust on Twitter, it was Greenlaw. Uh, so I said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to text the former corner ask him his opinion on it and if he answers before the end of the show i'll uh i'll let y'all know what he says so like when i went back and watched it like i watched the all 22 on that play like i i made sure like i, I slowed down the three. Yeah, huh? oh my bad i thought i was on mute sorry so when i went back and watched the play um all right the, it, all right it was a bus all right, Breezy just popped out by mistake. Sure it might happened. be a reception thing. Uh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be back in a second. Yeah, we'll we'll get his explanation <laughs> there. Were there any other super chats that we didn't get to yet? I don't think so. I think we covered all of them. Um, just our members talking about Seattle looking real. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sold on Seattle just yet, y'all. No, no, I'm. I'm not either. Because these games are just weird. Whenever you have them like that, that's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I yeah. agree. You, hey, let me ask you a question, Peachy. Mm -hmm. You think Wayne knows he's not in the show right now? Do what? You think Wayne noticed that he's not in the show yet? Or you yeah. think he's still talking? Um, his phone, his phone died. That's why I just went out like that. So he's got to so charge his gonna, phone. So now he won't be. We're not going to get a response from him no time. So no. Okay. 
I, I'm really anxious to know because that was a, that was something that we went back and forth on during the overreaction show. And he was like, "That's not on green. That's not." So I, he sounded like he was going to make like a. Yeah, he felt like he was his tone was low. Like you know what, Mike? Like, it'll blah, 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 blah. it'll be um he can do it tomorrow on the Wayne Breezy show because he'll have one tomorrow. So I'll come do it then. Jaguar fifty six, thank you for super chat. Great show. All you guys say, bless. Go Niners. Go Niners. And hey, just like Mike said, man, this is just. This is week one. I mean, we have 17 more games to go. If you guys go back and look at our history, it's not very good when it comes to week one. Like, we usually do not win these games. And if we do win, it's it's barely. Like, just think of the Detroit game. Like, we, we really could have lost that game last year. And then Arizona game, remember that? We lost that game. So there's you um you just can't uh you just can't go on that and you're right LeBron it is the craziest week that I can remember and and just not crazy just for the 49ers just crazy for the NFL in general I mean there was a lot of quarterbacks that just did not look good a lot of teams that did not look good yesterday the Cardinals look at that 44 to 15 right and think about this for a second, right <laughs> People were like, oh, man, we'd be better if we had Kyler Murray. We'd be better if we had Aaron Rodgers. We should have got the trade for Matt Stafford. We should right. you know, look, at, look at Joe Burrow, such a young prospect. We probably could have drafted, right? Every single one of them mother suckers lost and did not look good. It's just mm-hmm. week one, guys. It's yep. just week one. It's okay to be upset about the loss. It is. But we got to stop pretending that the season is over and that the sky is falling. It is week one. Here's one thing I can promise you. The Packers are going to be in the playoff hunt come week 17. I can promise you that. You know what I'm saying? I can promise you guys that the Rams are going to be in the playoff hunt come week 17. And I'm not saying 18. I'm saying 17 for a reason. Right? I can promise you guys the 49ers are not going to be eliminated from playoff contention by week 15. I ain't going to say 17 because we got a new quarterback, okay? But we have to have some patience. We have to allow these guys the time to get into their groove. Week one does not decide the season. I promise you. I promise you. I got you. Um, I think he may come back on here for a minute. Uh, JB, thank you for the super chat. Love both y'all. Mike, you go. My dude, thank you for reaching out to whoever you trust. I appreciate you all for helping the family chill after all that heartache. Yeah, it was. It was. It was crazy, especially when you go into a game thinking that it's a game that you're supposed to win. That is what makes it so crazy is when you um, when that happens, when you go in there and and things don't go the way that you think they're going to. But it is what it is. Yeah. But um, you were gonna you were gonna say something of, of, about that play, Breezy. All right, Wayne, you got us now. You back? Yeah, man, I'm back. You you were gonna say something about that uh, touchdown to Pettis? Yeah. Yeah, my apologies. Man. My phone died. I had to get on my other phone. Got to log in. Got to do all this bull crap. Anyway. So I went back and watched the play. So it was a breakdown play. And so 
I can understand why that was supposed to be coverage on Dre Greenlaw. Mike, you were right. But the play was broken down. And so, like, I remember we asked, remember last night on the overreaction show, we were asking if 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 the play breaks down, do guys revolt to man defense? Like, do they pick up the man? And that is the one thing I don't know. Because in his zone, uh, Pettis crossed his zone. He was there. So Dre Greenlaw was covering Pettis in the zone responsibility that Greenlaw was supposed to do. Then you saw him and Funga bite because they thought that uh, Justin Fields was going to get sacked. They, they, they thought he was sacked. They thought he was going to be down. Justin Fields, uh, I think, I want to say Emmanuel mostly missed that one. I'm not sure. Somebody missed the sack. And then on that, Justin Fields throws the ball across the field. Greenlaw forgot about covering the man, and then it was that. So I can understand why people were saying it's Greenlaw, but in his initial responsibility, Dante Pettis was covered. Like, in the initial responsibility. Now, when we're talking about, you know, and and somebody's got to get the blame. And you remember that play in the Super Bowl? when Jimmy Ward turned his back like the wrong way or something like that and Tyreek Hill slipped out of the zone and came back to help his quarterback out and Patrick Mahomes was escaping the pocket and he just threw it in the air and we we blamed Jimmy Ward because he was the safety in that in that particular region even though the man was kind of like it was really Emmanuel Mosley's man you remember that so I'm, I'm just confused on the assignment of the break when the play breaks down. The responsibility when the play breaks down. Did you hear anything I said? Cause I don't. Got you. Okay. Heard everything. Heard everything. Yeah. Good breakdown, bro. Yep. So did they get back to you? Because I definitely want to know. Like when ED gets back to you, shoot me a text, bro. Because we asked Eric Crocker, and he said he had to go and watch the film. I'm Mm -hmm. sure ED got to watch it as well because it was a breakdown play. So it is sure. Yeah. So when 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 I hear something, I let everybody know. You know. So um, Bernil's wanting to know since Mitchell is going to be out for two months, you think we should trade for Kareem Hunt? Well, Mike, Mike doesn't think we need any other running backs in this uh, on this team, and I, I respect, I respectfully agree with him. I mean, you got two, you got a drafted third round pick, mm-hmm. you didn't utilize Trey Sermon, and you got rid of him. Drafted another third round pick. Why not give him the backup spot? I think Kyle Shanahan already said one of these guys is going to be the number two back. I get, you know, my question is to everybody. Mm-hmm. Are we dressing three running backs per game? No. I would I would think so. We dressed three for this game. Um, I can't imagine that they changed that game plan. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so why not dress three? You 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 might lose one at any given moment. So you need to have one guy that's there and then another guy for when he gets tired. You know, so you don't want to be in a situation or a scenario where Debo is forced to be a running back. Because now you're losing one of your weapons on the outside that should draw a double team and open things up for guys underneath like George Kittle 
like your your running back out the backfield, like a Danny Gray or Brandon Ayuk. You know what I mean? So, not the not the response I was looking for yet. Just so you know. I like Theodore's comment. Theodore said that he says it's, it was on Ward. Peachy, can you read that comment by that Theodore Wells? Yeah, Theodore I got it right Wells. here. I say it was on Ward because he was all the way over like he was playing safety, wasn't in his zone because we were in zone. So, my, oh, go ahead, Wayne. No, because I was going to ask you, weren't there two other defenders covering somebody down the field? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So this this team, we do this the, we do this thing on defense, and I don't know what it's called. So forgive me for not knowing what it's called. Where a portion of the field is zone, another portion of the field is man, and so I I don't know the coverage, and that's why I say that we aren't equipped to know what the call was without knowing what the call was, and then regardless of the call, all that goes out the window during a scramble drill, and then there are new rules that are implemented. We have to know. Both the call and the scramble and the scramble drill laws. So, and we don't know that. But it, it maybe it could have been on board. Maybe I, I just don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't know the. Uh, we don't know that break. Like when the play breaks down, because even Kyle Shanahan said it was a scramble play. They asked him, was it on who? And they kind of asked him who was responsible. Like, he, he doesn't know either. Like, he has to go back and rewatch it. Like, every, everybody has to go back and kind of rewatch it, but it's kind of hard to decide. I feel like on, I feel like on Ward's side of the field, it would be man because that's his strength. But then again, we don't necessarily know what that is because if you look at that play and you look at how it was set up, Dante Pettis was lined up on the right side of the field and he kind of ran like this up and like a, like a curl in and he ran into Dre Greenlaw's zone and if you want to know how I know Dre Greenlaw played it is because Justin Fields didn't throw it to him so he was covered in that zone it's just right. that he slipped out of that y'all the moment he saw his quarterback scrambling wide receivers uh, good wide receivers will usually help their quarterback out Good wide receivers usually help their quarterback. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Yep. I got it. All right. All right, guys. Let's get on up out of here. Mike, yeah. we're going gonna to be back here tomorrow whenever time you designate for your uh, Nothing But Niners until uh, your YouTube gets unblocked. We got a free Nothing But Niners. Hashtag, hashtag free nothing but Niners and at YouTube in it. That's what we want yes, to do. Yes, that's right. Hashtag at YouTube, hashtag free NB and Niners. All right, nothing but Niners. All right. Yeah, we well, I, I did hear back from them, and we are shut down until Saturday night. I oh, mean, I'm man. sorry, sun, Sunday night, Sunday night. Nothing but Niners are shut down on Sunday night. But the good news is I'll be bringing some Patreon content throughout the week. Um, Wayne Breezy has been kind enough to say, Mike, you know, you can rock out on our channel over here. So I appreciate everybody reaching out to me, letting me know, you know, I can, I can rock with them. So I, I, I do appreciate it. I'm going to go with my people. So we, we got this, guys. We got this. Yep, we sure do. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to um, our nitty gritty Niners, nothing but Niners crossover show. 
it was amazing you guys made it amazing the chat was popping everything was great we really really appreciate you holding us down as always and like they said uh they'll be back tomorrow night for nothing but niners and nitty gritty for another crossover show tomorrow night thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast please follow and subscribe on twitch.tv backslash wayne breezy also on youtube youtube backslash Wayne Breezy.